This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Tori Phantom. And I'm Gwena Lathland. This episode is dedicated to all the parents who have said the most random shit with a completely straight face. And to those parents who have had to tell their kids to quit it while fully hiding a belly laugh. I have mastered the hide a laugh methods. There's like so many of them. There's so many of them. I just... Sometimes I just laugh, though, honestly. (laughs) As we are recording this, we are both coming out of a massive cold snap. All of our kids have been home because it is too cold, too icy, and too snowy, that whole half an inch, to go to school. (laughs) It's the most Southern sentence you've ever said to me. Well, it's It's cold. It's too cold to go to school. Like, I need you to know, I fully understand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We made snow angels in the grass snow. Uh, you know, <laughs> where it was mostly leaves still, off the yeah. back of the jacket when they stand back up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, we would just wear snow pants to school. You know, it's a different place, different time. It's fine. It's di- different, it's fine. different times. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but we have already done an episode on snow days. Uh, you yes. should check that out if you haven't. Uh, but we've been home, as we've mentioned. It's cold. <laughs> and we started, cold. we started telling stories to pass the time. I love stories. I want to tell stories. Well, let's tell some stories. Let's talk about parenting stories. But first, we got to set the timer. We do got to start the timer. Okay, so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I got one. I got one. I got one. Uh, are you, do you want to go, go first? I want to go first. Okay, okay so <laughs> this happened uh, literally last night. Literally right. last night. I made fajitas for dinner. Yeah. And when I serve fajitas, I make chicken. I make skirt steak and I make black beans. Uh, and that is to accommodate all of the tastes and preferences of my kids. Fajitas is one of my favorite meals because it's one of the only meals that everything on the table is edible by someone and everyone else will share those ingredients too, right? So like one of my kids won't eat beef, but they will eat chicken and beans. One of my kids won't eat meat, but they will eat beans. One mm-hmm. of my kids is a garbage disposal and needs everything. And I love that for them. but. We had fajitas and fajitas are not a clean food, right? No. And my daughter stopped in the middle of dinner and she goes, oh no. And she slams her hands down on the table. I was like, what's oh no? Because I've been been making (laughs) eye contact with her the whole time. I have no idea what just (laughs) happened. Oh no, there's beans in my sleeve. (laughs) I'm sorry. Could what? Come again? There's beans. (laughs) In my sleeve. Wait, hang on. Question. I yeah. Are we talking like baked beans, black beans, refried black beans. beans? Okay, black beans in a seasoned broth. Okay, because if it was like refried beans, I'd be like, that is actually like a huge ew. Yes. Yeah. So, so I was like, well, then get the beans out of your sleeve. And then she kind of shakes her arm. And she's like, I can't. I was like, well, pull pull the the wrist away a little bit. So maybe the beans will fall out. She goes, I can't. I was like, okay, come here. Let me help you get the beans out of the sleeve. And like, she is 
she's elevating, right? And whenever a kid is in this type of situation, it's like they suddenly forget how their joints work. They turn into like jello. Like they can't. What is my body? So she gets over to me and like she's she's so amped. She's so worried about this. Her entire body is just vibrating. I'm like, we're going to get the beans out of your sleeve, sister. I promise you got to be still for a second. Can't get the beans out of your sleeve if you don't be still. So she's I can't get her to be still. And Jack has way better calming skills than I do in situations like this. Like they just respond better to his calm energy because I mean, nothing perturbs this man, right? Yes, I have seen him worked up twice in my entire life. And I was scared for the person on the other end of (laughs) this. Yeah. Yeah. He does not get worked up. It is a thing when he gets worked up. So he's like, come here, come, we'll get the beans out of your sleeve. Come here. The number of times beans and sleeve were in the same sentence. So she starts trying to make her way around to Jack, but Abby's sitting right there. She's like, here, come here, come here. I can get the beans out of your sleeve. So Abby tries to put her whole hand inside (laughs) the little one sleeve, except this is a five-year-old sleeve and a 16-year-old's hand. And those two things don't. So now... Abby is slightly stuck in the sleeve with the beans. (laughs) They make it around to Jack. She ends up half naked, crying. And we found three beans in her sleeve and one like mashed to her elbow. And I was like, the whole time I was like, you got to calm down. You have to, you have to calm down. I was like, this is not a big deal. She kept saying it felt like bugs were in her shirt. I was like, okay, I get that. Them kind of rolling around Mm -hmm. in the fabric. That's a really creepy feeling. I get that. And I, I wanted to get amped, but I kept having to remind myself, it doesn't have to be an emergency to me for it to feel like one to them. Yeah. Their processing is so different. Their life experience is so different. Yeah, it was not an emergency, but to her, it very much felt like one. And that's where all of this energy was coming from. Exact thing is like the feeling of the beans might have felt like bugs. And you can say, well, it might feel Mm -hmm. like that, but that's not what it is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's I I run into that a lot. If my kids drop something in the car, Mm -hmm. like it's all hell breaks loose because it's lost. It's I lost it. I lost it. And my response is always, nope, you didn't lose it. You dropped it. You dropped it. Yeah. You might not see it right now, but is it still in the car? Yeah. yeah. So it's not lost. We just have to find it. Yeah. Now it could be lost in my car. It's a trash can, but <laughs> we're like we'll find it. You know, <laughs> it does. It feels like an emergency to them, and that's like part of it. Is it takes years to get to the point where mm-hmm. they can respond instead of reacting. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky. All right. That's that's the end of my bean sleeve story. Do you, do you know what happened in my house the other day? Hmm. <laughs> so I had a tape measure out for something or other the other day. And as one it, does, yeah. Absolutely. As, one, as one does. Uh, and I didn't put it back yet, right? Uh, I did the antithesis of you were saying, instead of putting it away, I put it down. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put it away, not down. Put it away, right. not down. And so my kid had picked it up and was kind of messing around with it. And she realized, you know, if you hit the button, it pulls it back in and she had oh God. extended it a lot and she goes oh I bet if I hit the thing it'll go and I stopped her I grabbed it and I said ah, nope nope because here's the thing I said I understand that seems like it could be cool but I showed her and I pressed the button and I slowly pushed it back in 
And I said, you see this metal bit here? And she said, yeah. And I said, and you feel how this whole measuring tape is kind of hard. There's like these edges. And she said, yeah. I said, so if you are just a couple inches out and you hit that button, sure, it's just going to come back fast and that can seem cool. I said, but this isn't a toy. It's a tool. And Mm -hmm. if it's all the way out and you press that button, it's not going to just go straight in. It's going to snap and it's going to hit you and it's going to It's going to wiggle and it's I yeah, said, it's miserable. Don't do that. So this thing I say to my kids a lot is that whenever we are faced with a new situation, we can make a decision. We can learn the easy way or the hard way. And the easy way <laughs> is to listen to someone who has experience with this and is trying yeah. to help you. And you make the decision based on their knowledge and experience or yeah. the... Yeah the way they learn from the mistake or you can learn the hard way and and do it yourself and yourself. and you know and so you know we had this conversation about this tape measure and then you know I did end up putting the tape measure away yes but then Jim needed the tape measure for something else <laughs> yeah. and so he didn't put it away he put it down <laughs> <laughs> there's a pattern and, here there's a pattern and he had left it like in our in our family room in the basement and I was upstairs in the kitchen doing something and my daughter comes up to me with the tape measure and she said, hey, mom. And I said, hey, child. And she said, <laughs> do you remember when you told me about the tape measure? The best kid stories <laughs> always start with do you remember? Because it's either going to be something from infancy or 32 seconds ago right right do you remember when you told me if i hit the button when it was really far out that it would snap back and hurt and i said yeah and she goes you were right (laughs) i said so you learned the hard way huh we we chose to learn the hard way all right (laughs) and she said i did learn the hard way and holds up her hand where she's like nicked herself like she's got this little boo-boo on her finger from it and she goes so I, I think I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> well, oh, I, I can't, like she wasn't upset about it. She was like, you were right. I, <laughs> I said, are you going to listen next time? And she said, yeah. And I said, we both know you're lying. Right. <laughs> that I think is probably one of the hardest parts of parenting is I spend so much time arguing with myself. Do I tell her that this is going to go potentially poorly or do I let her find it out herself? Yeah. Like what is the correct one way or the other? It's either going to work as she anticipates, as she's hoping. And that's, it's a chance it could happen. Experience uh, tells me it's, it's not going to go that way. This is going to go different than you want it to go. But there's always the, when they're little, it's really easy because you are giving the explanation. This is what's going to probably happen. And they really trust you when they're really little. Yes. And it's not that they stop trusting you as they get older. Right. It's that that autonomy and that curiosity mm-hmm. sometimes outweighs the trust they have or the right. They just want to experience it. They want to fuck around and find out. <laughs> If you're a wine lover, I'm going to let you in on a little secret for finding your new favorite wines. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your wine preferences that are as unique as you are. To start, I answered a few quick questions on their website about what flavors I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé. Based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored, so I get more of what I enjoy. 
I really love how First Leaf tailors to my needs, and I really like cooking with wine, so I found so many different flavor profiles to include through First Leaf. Besides the great wines, the best part of the First Leaf Wine Club is the perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge and can choose when and how often I want my box delivered. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash childproof to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L. L-E-A-F.com slash childproof. Try firstleaf.com slash childproof. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honey Love. When I am faced with that same moment of, do I tell them what I think is going to happen or do I just let them work it out? I honestly Mm -hmm. usually go for giving them the experience, giving them the wisdom, because at the end of the day, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But maybe that sharing of the experience might influence the decision to go better. And it's also with the understanding that sometimes I'm like, hey, here's my experience and that's not going to be theirs. But I right. I just I talk a lot. You know me. So like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going <laughs> to see. And and that that's where I was probably five years ago. But now I'm more to a point of if I interject a hey, maybe have you considered that it could what it feels like to her and Abby and I have had discussions like postmortems when I've approached her be like, Hey, and I'm not talking major things. I'm talking tiny things. Like, mm-hmm. should you put the sticker on your car right there? No, no, no. It's going to be in your way when you try to look back over your shoulder to check your blind spot. Don't put a sticker right there. Like right. that I'm going to intervene. No, don't put the sticker there. Cause you're, you're missing some information there. That's just, mm-hmm. I have, and you don't, I'm talking much, much smaller things like that spoon is going to explode in the microwave or that thing is not going to work or this thing, like small things. Because Mm -hmm. if I, she takes it personal, like, Uh, Oh, you, you don't trust me to make a decision. No, I do trust you to make a decision. I'm just giving you information that no, you just don't. Okay. never mind. You're right. You can be right. (laughs) Right. Right. It's like, do you want to know what my thoughts are here? Yeah. No. You know, I'm, right. I, I'm having right. to remember yeah. to ask, yeah. hey, can I share some advice? <laughs> right. And I think that's a thing that is different for where I'm at, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not to teen years and there's a huge yeah. transitional period as, I mean, even just in the preteen years, of course. Mm-hmm. But when you get to Abby's age 
And you're like, you're going to be out on your own in a couple of years. I really have to not take a step back from parenting, but the relationship has to shift as you gain that independence so that you can practice it and you're not going to lose your mind the second that you're out on your own. Well, and that's, that's one of the things that I say all the time is I have to give her opportunities to fail safely. I have to look at a situation quickly assess and go, this is not going to work out for her. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's, it's, she's going to end up crying on the couch about this in about three days. I know that it's coming. And to some extent I can be like, Hey, are you sure this is something you want to follow through with in this way? Is there a different approach you could take? No, you don't see any other approach at all. I'm asking a very pointed question for very point. Do you want my advice on this? No. Okay. Three days later, she's crying on the couch Mm -hmm. and it's my job not to do a told you so dance, but to be there with the tissues and to be there with the dustpan and the broom to sweep up the pieces. Like I have to let her fail safely. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that we talk about a lot is that not every conversation has to be had in one sitting. And so if you Mm -hmm. know that this is going to end badly when it does, you're not going to judge or do the told you so dance. You're going to sit and mm-hmm. support. And then later on when we've recovered, that's when we have yeah. the talk of, yeah, where do you think this went wrong? What can we do differently? And that mm-hmm. doesn't all need to happen. So like if the if your kid is actively upset about something you knew was going to go wrong, that's not the time to say, well, what should you have done? No, like that's the time <laughs> to just be there. And then like later on, you do that conversation nicely yeah. because you want that critical thinking to happen and for them to right. not just like move on. Like yeah. you want them to move on, but like gain something from that experience. Right. Learn, learn Besides something just from this tears. kid. Yes. You wouldn't learn from me. Please learn from yourself. This was an easy way or the hard way. It applies to everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe I'll do it. Speaking of easy way or hard way, we, we're at a stage where my littlest kids are beginning to lose the kid words. They used to say Lalu. Now they just say love you. Right now, the the one that's hurting the most, they can say banana. Mm-hmm. It was manumina, but now oh. they can say banana. And that one hurts a little bit yeah. every time they ask for mm-hmm. a banana and they just say the word banana. Yeah. And I, I refuse to let it go. Yeah, I'll get you a manumina. Right. The right. other day, my kids straight up corrected me. It's banana. <laughs> yeah. Shut yeah. up. No, it's not. <laughs> that's uh, we will never in my home anytime that Frozen comes up. Because I don't care how many years it's been. Frozen still is somehow relevant, you know. Mm-hmm. And anytime Frozen comes up, Jim and I will sing, The snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a slip in to be seen. Because my <laughs> eldest, when she was like three, four years old, that's how she sang it. And we'd be like, no, it's footprint. And she would get mad. Yeah. She'd get mad. It's slip in. What is a slip in? I don't know. And so it just... <laughs> became a thing and that's just that's how we sing it now it's a slipper and, and it doesn't matter that she doesn't even remember that we do not letting it go right now the the word that's the biggest stumbling block is pattern um i don't know why um my my littlest the girl child loves patterns she's mm-hmm. my artistic kiddo and so she's been drawing a lot of patterns except she can't say the word patterns she says patterns it's a three syllable word now patterns yeah and it's we were talking about it on the table and Jack was like, I hope she doesn't lose that one. Like I want like there are some words we've already lost. Yeah. I hope she doesn't lose that one. And so we were talking about all the words that we've kept. So two out of three of my kids have had speech therapy. One is still actively in it. My eldest graduated years ago. But there are some words that for various reasons, Abby still cannot say caterpillars is one of them. Mm-hmm. And in fact, 
Capalillas and Flutterbys were my first, because it was Flutterbys. That was my first indication that I was like, wait, say that again? Mm -hmm. Capalillas and Flutterbys. She meant caterpillars and butterflies. She couldn't say those words. So she was getting near. That was my first indication. I was like, you are maybe not talking the way a kid your age is supposed to be talking. Right. To to this day, she still can't say caterpillar. She, really? She can't. She, she had something called a non-stimulable R, which means the muscles in the back of her throat and the back of her mouth and the back of her tongue just didn't, she didn't use them properly. And so mm-hmm. they didn't know what they were supposed to be doing. And so she had to be trained how mm-hmm. to use those specific muscles by her speech therapist. And her speech therapist, she had several of them, but they were all great. I loved working right. with them. Right. But to this day, we still have capillillas instead of caterpillars. Spinny winds instead of tornadoes, which is fascinating seeing as I live in Tornado Alley and tornadoes are a regular and routine discussion in my home. They're spinny winds. Yeah, spinny wind alley. And I'm going to give you this one. Try to guess what this one is. Tree floof. What's a tree floof? Okay. Um, hmm. I'm thinking of like, not the pollen, but like the, the... fluff no because there's a word for that and that's probably not related um is it an animal it is an animal Mm -hmm. okay it's a squirrel okay i was gonna get there eventually (laughs) it's a squirrel which makes perfect sense with the way that her speech impediment works and the what she had to learn how to do at 16 she still cannot and will categorically refuse to participate in conversations that might involve a squirrel (laughs) because she can't say the word yeah. She can't say the word to this day. So in private conversation, she calls them tree floofs. I support this. I'm, I'm out here outing my 16-year-old. but <laughs> I mean, it's it's a fitting name. It is. No, it's, it, it's, it's a floof that lives in a tree. Tree floof makes perfect sense. Right. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories. So you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. 
They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. But words are hard, man. Words are and so hard. Yeah. When Abby first went into speech therapy and we're, we're still dealing with capillaries and flutterbys, man, that was such a gut punch to me because I felt like really? I'd done something wrong. Oh, I want to hug past you. I felt at the time, and this was years and years ago, right? but I felt like at the time I had taught her wrong. I hadn't taught her how to speak right. I'd missed some important information. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I just fucked up. And now I had to call someone else in to teach my kid what I couldn't. Oh, that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. Speech therapy is like such a normal thing. And it's so important. That's two out of three of mine are in speech therapy. And my, my Mm -hmm. one she started speech therapy before she even turned one, which is pretty mm-hmm. early. Uh, but we yeah. knew that she would need it because she has a genetic syndrome and she has something called macroglossia where her tongue was just very, very large. You couldn't mm-hmm. really move it correctly. And, you know, she's had surgeries. That's besides the point. But she started early and mm-hmm. we really we started with like sign language and just tried to develop those muscles. We had like low muscle tone and she didn't really start talking until like two or so. And she was mm-hmm. in speech therapy for years. And so like, I didn't have that feeling of like a failure, right? Until mm-hmm. I did deal with some mom guilt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because fast forward, right? My youngest now, again, like I had a pandemic toddler. And yeah. so when my middle kiddo was in kindergarten or so, we went in for an IEP meeting and I had my youngest with me. and. Mm-hmm. We were doing this IEP meeting and my youngest was talking to me. I was talking to her back and the speech therapist in the middle of talking to me kind of darted her head to the side and looked at my youngest and then looked at me and said, you know, she has a speech delay too, right? And I said, yeah, what? And she said, how old is she? And I told her, she goes, she, she you need to get her evaluated. She goes, she could start preschool <laughs> next year. And I was like, huh? Right. And I said, but she talks all the time. I said, we talk to each other all the mm-hmm. time. And she goes, I said, I understand her. And she goes, does anyone else? And yeah. I was like, oh. you know, because we were just we were home like for so long. And it was she yeah. was being raised with a her closest age sister had a speech delay. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, and she has made it so far. Like, I am so proud of her. Yeah. And like she has even said she gets so excited about it because she will start talking about something and she's like mom I've been working on this in speech therapy I'm working really hard I'm doing a good job can you tell yeah and I'm like yeah like I'm so proud but it wasn't that I felt bad that she had a speech delay it was that like mom shame feeling of like how did I not notice well how would I notice I could understand her <laughs> I was already clued in to speech delay talking mm-hmm. 
You're, you were already translating the gobbledygook into the English that she meant. Exactly. Yeah. And because that's what I had been doing for years, it didn't mm-hmm. strike me as odd because that was just normal for us at that time. Yes. <laughs> I know. It, it, it did take me a sec. In fact, it took me, we'd gone to, it was her second IEP meeting. We made it through an entire semester of speech therapy before I had to go for, because if you've never had an IEP, you have to have regular meetings to check up on the progress and update the goals and, and make sure that everybody's on the same page and we're all walking the same path in the same direction at the mm-hmm. same speed. So I was at the second one and they're like, well, she's done really good on this, 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 and this. We are really going to double down on this and this. And to me, those two goals felt so two-year-olds can do this, but my seven-year-old couldn't. It's like you really needed that episode of Baby Race from Bluey. Yes, at that time. I did. I did. This was well before the days of Bluey. And and the principal at the school looked over and I guess, I, look, you can read everything I'm thinking on my face like 100% yeah. of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so the principal looks over and she goes, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm okay. It's just, it it feels like I've, I've, I messed up a lot. And the whole table went, no, oh. that's not what this is. Like the, it, it happened to be all women at this table, but it was, they were like, no, 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 this isn't. It's not the parents doing that kids need speech therapy. This isn't, you didn't do anything wrong. The fact that you are here, that you are continuing to be a part of this process, that you are encouraging her, that that she's made such, and she did. From first IEP to second IEP, we dropped like 30 goals because they were met. Right. She did so good. But speech therapy is not parent failing speech therapy is a parent choosing to use the community and the village that we need and -hmm. it took me like a year to figure that out and that's that's all the services to to anyone who is listening to us it's it's occupational therapy physical therapy anything that your kid needs that you cannot provide yourself those people go to school for years and years and years and years it is not surprising that you couldn't help them with that on your own that's what they trained in. Uh, so yeah, don't don't be like us. I feel like it's a personal failing, you know, because it's not. <laughs> it's just, you know, I I did speech therapy as a kid. I did too. That's what's messed up is I did speech therapy as a child. I, it's a thing. There's still words that I that I say in an unusual way, and I've had my whole life. People have asked me like, "Where are you from? Where's that accent?" And like, I, you know, I lived in New York till I was 24, and I'd be like, "I'm from here." I just say some words <laughs> in a different way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I still get teased for how I say orange. That's how I actually say it. Now, when I think about it, when I'm about to say it to another person, I'll say orange because that's how I think yeah. most people say it. But I, for whatever reason, it's orange in my head. My favorite thing to ask people is what word they use for the coloring utensil made out of wax. What is that? I won't know. No, I won't say it. <laughs> No, go ahead. Because there's, I mean, there's three main ways people say it and people get heated, but I just think it's interesting. So what is that wax utensil? So the wax utensil you use for for coloring pretty colors, uh, the way I say it when I'm prompted to say it, uh, when someone asks me, how do you say it? I always say crayon. I make it a Mm -hmm. two-syllable word. Uh, But really, I say it crown, like same as the crown on on your head. And I call it a crayon. So I'm also doing a one-syllable word. I don't call it a crayon. I call it a crayon. And I think it's just a regional thing, but 
Um, yeah. No. Okay. Speaking of words, though. Speaking yes. of words, that's a weird sentence. Uh, I got a. <laughs> I get a story for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so, my my kid has been trying out humor, and sometimes <laughs> she's really funny. It's the most parental way to put it. <laughs> but because she, yeah, she's at the age where it doesn't always hit, or like she's trying to say something, but she mixes up words a lot, and mm-hmm. so she'll just use the wrong word, and then you're like, "What are you, what?" And so this one day she said something to me. I don't even remember what, because that wasn't the part that made me laugh. Okay. She had said something to me and I feel like it came across as rude. And so I was like, dude, like that was rude. And she responded, I wasn't being rude. I was being capitalism. What? What? (laughs) What? What? Where what? where was she going with that? Because I have right. no scope and here. So I kind of, yeah, and she's like, I, you know, capitalism. And I was like, No, I know what capitalism is. Do you? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I because I didn't mean it to be rude. I was like being capitalism, right? And at this point, my other kid had walked in the room and heard this, and she goes, "She means sarcasm, mom." <laughs> I don't know what my favorite part of that is. The, the child <laughs> confusing sarcasm with capitalism or the fact that the other child was the translator for this. Right. But what's funnier is that she continued to confuse these two words for months as she was trying to try on sarcasm, which just doesn't often go well for little kids anyway, because like there is there is an art to sarcasm. Yes. But she kept being capitalism. And uh, so now we just like interchange those words, you know, and because it's not like I'm talking to my grade schooler about capitalism, but like kids hear everything. So if I'm talking to Jim about capitalism, I guess she's heard she's heard the word, but without like knowing what that meant. And so is I don't know. I don't know how that got flipped. The the isms, just sarcasm, capitalism, capitalism and so now that's just that's something that we're holding on to is, you know, you stop being capitalism. I'm just. Yeah, no, capitalism. I have tree floofs. You have capitalism. That scans. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun. But springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. I have, I have another story. Uh, this okay. one is actually, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of borrowing. This one's actually in my book. Uh, I wrote a book. It's oh, called you wrote Mama a book. TikTok Field. sensation. Gwena Lathlin wrote a book. I hate you. It's I Mama know. Cusses, a field guide to responsive parenting and trying not to be the reason your kids need therapy. Uh, and this story is in the book. Now it's, it has context added to it and I'm not going to explain what that context is. The book is available for pre-order. You should go order the book. And then when it comes in, you can read the context for the story. But, but the story is long, long ago. Uh, my child was probably five or six and she discovered my little pony friendship is magic. Now in modern times, my little pony continued to a new storyline. There's like 17 versions of it. I yeah. Mm-hmm. My youngest is just getting into My Little Pony. I have not been forced to endure the entire storyline of the new My Little Pony. However, I I know about My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. I was required to learn every blessed centimeter of lore surrounding Friendship is Magic. This this is so relatable. It's, I know details I don't want to know. I know this against my will, y'all. Yeah. Anyway, my daughter had just had a birthday. I don't remember which one. It was five or six, maybe seven. I don't know. It was one of them. And she got for her birthday the fancy Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash is one of the ponies in My Little Pony, for those of you out of the know. Who somehow don't know that. Rainbow Dash is a flying pony. She's a Pegasus. And she shoots rainbows out her butt. While she flies. It's so very millennial. I just feel like it's such a parent thing to know the difference between the Pegasus and the unicorn and the Pegacorn and the, because your kid forced Alec, you to learn all these things. It's not Pegacorn. Yeah. You get that blasphemy out I know, of your mouth. I knew it's I was saying Alicorn. that one wrong. You're right. See? Alicorn. It's been a while since I had to My Little Pony. This... This was the fancy one. This was the $45 one with the real hair and the extra accessories. This was outside of our normal toy buying. Cause there's, there's like the $10 version and then there's like the $45 mm-hmm. version. This was the yeah. $45. This was oh. the nice, nice one, right? That was the one you had to make sacrifices for to, yes. to afford. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sa- saved up for that one a bit. Anyway, we get into my 2000 PT cruiser. And uh, this this was the nice one with the wind down windows and the string tied to my windshield wipers so I could make them work from inside mm-hmm. the car. High end model that we were working with here. We get into the car and we are having to drive down I-35, which is a major interstate that cuts through the center of my state. We're driving down I-35 and Abby had begged to take this rainbow dash with her. I was like, yeah, sure. You can take the rainbow dash with her. But kids have the impulse control of kids. What do you think occurred to my child to do with Rainbow Dash, the flying pony no. who shoots rainbows out her butt when she flies? No, did no. She didn't put it out the window. She put it out the window. 
She cranked that little window down with the thing. And I heard her doing it. I was like, hey, roll up the window. We're on the interstate. Roll, But I'm going 75 down the interstate. Right. There's only so much I can do. She gets it all the way down. I am begging her. I know what's happening. Time has slowed down around me. I'm seeing like no. the stars from Star Wars whooshing oh. by me. No. Out it goes through the window. Wind catches it, rips it right out of her hand. It's gone. Oh. It's a goner. It is a miracle. It didn't hit the semi behind us. Right. But the oh semi hit it. Squash. It was, was there just full meltdown from that moment absolute yeah. meltdown i have never before or since had to deal with a meltdown we had to pull over on the side of the interstate oh my gosh so i could get her to calm down oh. so i could safely drive does she even remember this that's like one of those moments where it's either like they hold on to it forever or it's like oh that happened no she does not remember this at all <laughs> when, I, when I added it to the book, I asked her, I was like, do you remember doing this? Do you remember the time that you shoved Rainbow Dash out the window and lost her? She goes, I had a Rainbow Dash. Oh, my God. Because my mom, God bless her, replaced the doll. She, she uh. got she got a new one for her, which was very nice. And I was not mad at her at all because mm -hmm. even then kids have the impulse control of kids. It seemed yeah. like a good idea. And just like we were talking, you can learn things the easy way, learn things the hard way. Right. We had talked a billion times, don't stick things out the window, don't put things out the window. Yeah. If it's in the car, it stays in the car until the car is stopped. And then we can mm -hmm. take things out of the car, right? We'd yeah. had that discussion, but I hadn't really described why we keep right. everything in the car. Mm. <laughs> and so you part. learned the hard way. You learned, learned the hard the way hard about way. adding context. You I gotta know, add context. I, I, I learned the hard way about gifts. <laughs> this reminded me <laughs> what we're talking about, fancy gifts that we save money for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll dial it back to when my eldest was three. I was single mom. Mm -hmm. uh, I was working in a cable call center. Okay. As you know, it, it was hard times and yeah. her third birthday was coming up and mm -hmm. she was really into Frozen, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we had been at the store one day and she saw like this giant Elsa doll, like one of those life-size ones, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it was like $60. I wanted right? one of those she so bad it. when I was a kid. Yeah. And she seemed to really want it too. And when it was at the store and it was this on the shelf and it, you can't really tell just how big that doll is. But so like I had seen her really like kind of love that doll and, you know, but mm -hmm. we weren't there for toys that day. Uh, so then... I am getting prepared for her birthday and I'm like, I'm going to save up my money and I'm going to get yeah. this $60 giant Elsa that is her size. I was so excited. Like I got this doll and you know, I like, I, there was sacrifices made. I think I ate mm -hmm. bagels for dinner that week. Yeah. So, yeah. And I got the doll. And so it's her little birthday that party. Rainbow Dash tasted a lot like tuna, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> and we, I had all my family over. I had, uh, you know, my my little apartment was full and mm -hmm. she's opening her gifts and I had this doll wrapped. It was going to be her last one. I was so excited. And I do believe I have video of this somewhere that I will share with you, not the internet, but right. she opens the doll and starts screaming and sobbing. She was oh, no. horrified because suddenly this giant Elsa felt really giant next to her. Oh, she no. liked it on the shelf. She panicked. She didn't even get the whole paper. <laughs> just sobbing. And I was like, oh, no, no, 
house because I was like, I did this awesome thing. Um, I had to take it out you of the room. You traumatized your kid. All right. <laughs> With what I thought she wanted. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, I don't try to go over the top for birthdays anymore and get the big fancy toy. Instead, I, I spend time weeks beforehand. Like, what do you really want for your birthday? Let's make sure. Give me a few <laughs> options to pick from. Um, yeah, that Elsa, uh, just I had to return it. I had to have my brother babysit because I couldn't have her near the doll. Like, it was that serious. <laughs> <I> was- <laughs> and on that note, that's the timer. <laughs> We're going to end an entire episode on that time that Tori traumatized, traumatized kid my with kid. a giant Elsa doll. You know, it happens. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for, for listening to Childproof from Betches Media. And we want to hear from you. What toy traumatized your kid in a weird way that you didn't expect, whether it be on a highway or just by giving it to them? Email us <laughs> at childproof at Betches.com. And be sure to give us a follow. I'm Mama Cusses in all the places. They are Tori Phantom in all the places. And make sure you're following Betches Moms on Instagram as well. And make sure that you pre-order Gwenna's book, Mama Cusses, A Field Guide to Responsive Parenting and Trying Not to Be the Reason Your Kids Need Therapy because you need to hear the rest of that Rainbow Dash story. I've read the book. It's great. Uh, And tune in to our podcast every Wednesday, everywhere you listen, so that you don't miss more of these lovely stories and Elsa trauma. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a rating because we like reading them. And remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. And sometimes it's us. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Sousmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sasson. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram. And send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. 